We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike here on the Garage Beers Podcast, hanging out with Chad, and it's Tuesday night on the OBR Streaming Network, and again, it only needs one thing. It's time to crack them open for some Garage Beers. Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's going on over there, buddy? He's not even listening. Not even I mean, listening. I am listening. Like I said, I just don't need to put the headphones on because your voice is so loud that I can just hear you from here. That's fine. Uh, you know, just a couple things, man. A, a, a couple things today. Um, I might be getting a dog. Not yeah. a dag. Nice. I might, get, I might be getting a dog, a little, little fur baby. I'm having a third baby. Look at this thing. Looks just like you. Looks, totally. <laughs> totally. Look at this thing. Look at this thing. Look how, look how fucking adorable this thing is. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, man. You could have had this prep for that whole five-minute video that we just look waited on. Poofy little fucker. Oh. fluffy little son bitch. It does. It's, it's, it looks like a Meyer right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Let my let my son name it. Let my son name it. Uh, so we'll uh, if we do, do end that. up getting this thing, I'd like you guys to meet Jimmy Beefstick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. good old JB. Uh, where's the beef? Uh, what else? I mean, like I feel like I feel like if I dressed him up in floor, uh, formal attire, I would call him James Beefstick. The way he was like, uh, he was official. And then uh, you could put overalls on him and call him Jimbo Beefstick. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, the other thing is, um, I don't know if you guys know this by now, if you've listened to the show before, if you know me personally, I'm kind of a weird dude. And I just caught uh, I just caught myself in a situation today where it was like, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely am weird. So I was bored at work today. And uh, when I'm left alone with my own thoughts, I could just get into just get into some weird stuff in my head. Right. So I got into like cartoon character brawls, like who would win in cartoon character Ooh. fights today? Okay. Which isn't that weird to begin with, right? Because it's kind of a fun thing to do when you're bored. Oh, did it get weird? The weird part about it was I, I caught myself talking out loud about it. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like in the middle of aisles, like without like, with, with not worrying about whether people were listening. I was like, well, Fred and Barney. Okay. Barney's kind of got spider monkey qualities. So he would jump around, try to use his quickness. So Fred wouldn't grab him and, and smash him into the ground. Ass. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know. That's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. 
Barney, Barney's a lot faster. He's more agile than Fred, okay? Yeah, and I can beat up Mike Tyson. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, you never know. One lucky punch. Stevie no, Miocic you know. himself said one lucky punch. And, so you're talking uh, about the shit out loud. Yeah, oh, I was talking about the shit out loud. I was like, okay, Hold Peter on. and Hulk. Broken Arrow said like- perfectly in the comments. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, right? That shit's weird. I feel like like I feel like Peter Griffin and Homer. I feel like Peter would underestimate Homer kind of like he did the chicken, like when he thought the fights were over. And 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 Homer and Homer could possibly win this. It, like, you know, it was that Homer kind of thing. Violent? I don't think Homer ever got violent. I don't remember Homer ever being violent. Yeah, except, yeah, I don't know. Bart, he would choke Bart out. But there's otherwise. only been 175 seasons of The Simpsons. I'm sure there was some in, in, in some episodes where he got violent. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Eh, but you know, I'm good. How are you? You're in you're in another city. I am. I'm I'm in Pittsburgh. Uh, and so Larry in the comments, I, I got a great story for you, Chad. Said, hope you have AC tonight, Mike. I did my <laughs> show last night. We did unscripted last night. Andrew and I were talking Browns. So here here's the scoop. I w- I didn't want to leave my family early, so I stayed with my family all day on Sunday until about nine thirty p.m. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to get up at like four in the morning so i'm just gonna drive to pittsburgh i'll get down there at, you know 11 45 get to my hotel go to bed i'll be fine so i do that and I, so i get in i get in uh sunday night get to my hotel it's a little warm in my room it's a little warm it's like and i check on the thermostat and it's set at like 65 but my room's like 72 oh god okay but i'm like okay i can sleep you know 72 i can sleep in that like i can handle this Sure. I go to bed, get up the next day, get ready, go to work. I come back after work and my room's like 76, but Ah. it's been set at 65 all day. Ah. So I call the dude. I'm like, I call maintenance. I'm like, all right, I got to have somebody look at this. I got to have somebody look at this. So the maintenance guy comes up. He goes, oh yeah. He takes a look at the air conditioner. He goes, yep, there's definitely a problem, but I can't fix it. And we need to have like an HVAC guy come in and actually look at it. (laughs) I'm like, all right. He goes, we'll probably have that guy in tomorrow, first thing in the morning. And I get a lot of shit. So I'm like, I don't want to move at all. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I can, once the sun goes down, it'll be fine. I'll make it one more night. Then they'll get the, the AC fix, whatever. He goes, but do you want me to set it so that it continues blowing the fan the whole time just to keep the air moving? I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Just the fan. So I get on my show. It's warm. It's warm. It's mid seventies sure. in here. Sure. I get on my show last night at seven o'clock with Andrew. Okay. All of a sudden, like fifteen minutes in, man, and I am just dousing. I, I like I'm pouring sweat down. My oh, head. and you're such a pansy when it comes to the heat. And I got man, my my shirt's getting wet. I'm like, what? It man, and so I'm blaming it on the headset because you know it's like these like leathery kind of. Yeah. I, I'm thinking, oh, these are just making me hot. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Okay. We keep going. I'm now it's hotter. I'm, I'm like, I am just by the time we if you watch my show last night, I looked like I just came straight out of like a Norwegian sauna, like Whoa. straight out. Like just I was I have a this is a birthmark and I was red everywhere. You couldn't even see the birthmark by the time we were done with my show. So I get done. I'm like, man, it is hot as shit in here. I go look at the thermostat. He didn't turn the fan on. He cranked the heat as high as it could go. It was 87 degrees in here by the time I was done. 87. Oh, listen, listen. 87. I called the front desk. I go, 
I go, I need a new room. The girl goes, well, can you stop down and get keys? I go, no, you can bring me my keys. She opened the door or like she hot, she knocked on the door. I opened it and this just rush of hot air. She looked at me and she was like, oh my God, you've been sitting in there. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's kind of come on suddenly. Listen. I need to get out. Listen, I listen. I know it's just water weight, but you could stand to lose a few lbs. So I'm not. I'm, I'm sure you didn't. <laughs> listen, the dad bod needs trimming. There's no <laughs> doubt. I have leaned hard into dad bod life. I've uh, leaned yeah. hard into it. Sure. And it needs a little work. To be honest, it needs a little work. It needs that some ain't trimming. the way. That's not. That is not the way. That's not the way. Eighty-seven <laughs> degrees in a hotel room. Ugh. I can't imagine what it got like overnight. What it got to? Uh, yeah, who knows? Hundred degrees in there. Who knows? You think so? So it didn't cool. Anything it cool off? Larry, I appreciate your concern. I did get a new room. I've got beautiful air conditioning in here. It's like sixty-six degrees in here. It's gorgeous. So thank you for your concern. Listen, we got a great episode planned for you, but I have to tell you, I want to announce this up front. We don't know what the next hour and a half holds. Um. We got a message from Aditi. We got, we're supposed to have Aditi Kinkabala on. Uh, she's been on with us before. Amazing guest to talk about the draft and the Browns and just kind of a casual conversation over a beer. We love hanging out with Aditi. Uh, sent me a message a little bit, like about an hour ago, that said she's got, a, she's got little kids. Aditi's a, a mom with little kids, obviously priority number one. And one of her little kids wasn't feeling very good and was getting sick. And so she messaged me and she said, if I can be there, I will be there. But if I can't be there, I owe you guys big time, which of course she does not owe us Jack squad. Uh, yes, she does. We're one B <laughs> according to her kid, like as underneath her kids. It's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aditi owes us nothing. Uh, she is awesome to us for really no reason other, other than except for the Chad went big uh, above and beyond to get her some beers. Uh, yeah. But she doesn't know us anything. If if Aditi can't make it on, we will make that episode up where she will come back on with us. Again, Aditi's a friend of ours. We've had her on before. We will have her on multiple times down the road. Uh, but we don't know. Uh, until she either sends us a message or just pops on in the background here, uh, we're not really sure. So we're just going to kind of have an episode of just hanging out, having a good time, talking sports. If you're joining us live here, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on Twitch, uh, get in the comments. If you're watching us on Twitter, um, get over to YouTube or Twitch. Follow the links that were on the OBR's uh, post for our show tonight, uh, the Twitch or the YouTube channel. That way you can get involved in the conversation uh, and you can be a part of what we're doing here tonight because we love that. The show is better when you guys are active. Um, but we'll see what happens. So I just I want to let you guys know that because, uh, again, I know we've told you all that Aditi's coming on. I think a lot of people are excited about that. I'm super excited about it. We're just not 100% sure if she's going to be able to make it or not. So we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll let you guys know once we find out anything. And otherwise, let us know what you guys want to talk about. Be a part of the conversation. And let's hang out anyways. We got, we got an hour and a half here on a Tuesday night to just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And again, if you're, if you're new to Garage Beers, if you love the OBR but you're new to Garage Beers, uh, here on Garage Beers, we, we talk about whatever we want to talk about. So sometimes it's the Browns. A lot of times it's the Browns and sometimes it's football and sometimes it's NFL, but sometimes it's the guardians and sometimes it's the blue jackets. And we certainly have to talk about that again uh, tonight, Chad. Sometimes it's the Cavs. 
uh, and the NBA playoffs and the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we'll get into all that stuff. We'll get into all that tonight. But before we do any of that, it's called Garage Beers for a reason. It's because we got these beautiful beverages sitting right here in front of us. So these beautiful. It's beverages. time. It's time for our Garage Beers of the Week. And so, Chad, why don't you lead us off? What's your Garage Beer this week? Well, I'm having a bourbon smash. Oh, good choice. Yeah, I'm having a bourbon smash. Like, uh, And this isn't, I mean, yes, it's a repeater, but the thing is, I love these things so damn much, I had to go get more of them. I, I just, I'm just a huge fan of of the combination of the bourbon, the ginger, the mint, and the lemon. It's just, it's just a, a, a tasty, smooth beverage. It's also 10%, though. So Lord knows by the end of this hour and a half, I uh, might be a little uh, for schnicking. Normal. Normal. No, for schnicking. <laughs> yeah. going to be totally normal. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. But that's my drink. Yeah, love that. Look at Joe Mannix. Joe, Joe, we can talk a little NBA playoffs. I think the NBA playoffs have been great. Sixers up 16. I love that. I, 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 I kind of want to talk about that because the Sixers are the team that I find myself rooting for, even though they've got guys you don't want to root for. Uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, I, on the other hand, for my garage beer of the week, again, I'm here in Pittsburgh. I got to tell you, man, Pittsburgh's got kind of – some shitty beers. Like there's not a lot of great breweries in Pittsburgh. I mean, like they have fat heads, but like sure. we have fat heads. Southern tier. Isn't Southern tier Pittsburgh. Beer? No, Southern tiers, Lake Chautauqua, New York. Oh, that's right. That's it's right. Up in, in Lakewood, New York. Uh, and so this other beer is actually, I love that you said that because this other beer is literally the brewery is right around the corner from, from Southern tier. It's in, uh, uh, it's Ellicottville brewing. Nice. Uh, up there. I in see light. Western New York. And this is called the Blueberry Maple Pancake Barrel-Aged Ale. What? So what? this is an ale <laughs> brewed with blueberry and natural maple syrup. Oh, God. That's what we got here. It is 7.5%. It is barrel-aged for six-plus months in the barrel. And I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it a little something. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> that is so good. You realize that why they so own good. it? You realize why they own an emerging maple syrup conglomerate? That is so good. Yeah, so good. I know Joe Mannix is saying Southern Tier is next to Heinz Field. They do have a brewery next to Heinz Field, just like they have a brewery in downtown Cleveland. But their main brewery is right on Lake Chautauqua in New York. Uh, if you get a chance, the Pumpkin Festival, outstanding outstanding time up at Southern tier. And it's only like two hours away from downtown Cleveland. So right. check that out. We're just going to ignore the wedding crashers quote, huh? We're just an emerging maple syrup conglomerate. Oh yeah. I like to be kids from Oakland. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Speaking of which, I just learned something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, about movies. Uh, you, you've seen liar, liar, uh, obviously. I mean, who hasn't seen liar, liar, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I learned last night and apparently this is old news. But uh, Jim Carrey makes a cameo in that movie as Fire Marshal Bill from In Living Color. Yeah. Do you know that? In Liar Liar? In Liar Liar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. When he's, when he's, when, when Carrie Elway's the guy from Princess Bride and uh, his, his ex-wife come and see him on the stretcher, they pan over and there's Fire Marshal Bill in the background. Oh, yes. Phone, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Yes, after after he after he's like chasing the plane down and he like flips into the luggage. I do yeah. know that. Yeah. Fire Marshal is one of my favorite characters of all time. Max. <laughs> one of the greatest of all time. 
Uh, we're getting a lot of comments on the NBA playoffs. We might have to get into that a little bit, Chad. Dan Wise, though, wants to say thanks, Chad. Now I can't get my mind off cartoon character, bro. It's it's, it's a debate that'll stand the test of time, Dan. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. I want to know, as we go through this, if you think of some good cartoon character brawls, and, and listen, I feel like it can't be like Marvel characters. No, 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 no. It's got to be goofy, it's, like cartoon characters. It's, it's got to be ridiculous. Yeah, like Astro versus Scooby-Doo without the Scooby Snacks. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay. What, about, what about like, oh, man, I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to have to think about this. I'm going to have to it's, let this marinate. There's some good brawls in there, bro. Yeah, there's good brawls. Uh, okay, so those are our garage beers of the week. You guys have shared yours. Uh, Broken Arrow wants to know where's the Iron Shitty. I'm not drinking that. I'm not <laughs> drinking that. I would. I actually found this great beer store down here. Uh, I'm a little bit south of Pittsburgh. Found a great, great beer store, and huge thing of. I I asked about like local. I was like, what kind of local stuff do you have? Nothing good. And the guy was like, we have we have the Iron City beers. I was like, I'd rather cut my arm off than buy that. Like, I'm not buying that. I'm not supporting this crap. If so. by local, do you mean Youngstown, Ohio? That's somewhat local. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, ooh, Dan Wise wants to know Chris Griffin versus Bobby Hill. <sighs> oh, I think it's Chris Griffin all the way. That would be like a, well, that would be like a slap fight because both of them aren't very tough. <laughs> like, like uh, they would just, they would just kind of like, it, it, it'd be one of like these, one of those like that. <laughs> slap fight, Chris. <laughs> Yeah. And in the background, Hank's just over there. Dang it, Bobby. Dang it, Bobby. Give him a rock cross, Bobby. Come on, Bobby. What are you doing? Dang what, it, Bobby. What, what the hell, Bobby? You knocked I can, out. I can just see Peter and Hank just having a beer, watching their kids slap it out. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hank, your son's a pansy. <laughs> Shut up, Peter. Uh, Yeah. Listen, I like this. Keep keep giving it ideas, even if it's Dan Wise. If this is just your contribution to the show for the remainder of the next about hour, just keep giving us random ones and we'll go off on a tangent about it. OK, that's, that's your job. Again, if you're just joining us and you don't see the absolutely wonderful Aditi Kinkabwala on here, it's because we're not really sure if she's going to be here or not. Uh, she sent us about and that is through no fault of her own. I want to make sure this is a thousand percent. She was very communicative with us. Uh, she has little babies at home. And uh, one of her babies is uh, has an upset tummy and is is uh, having a little little throw up issue tonight. I mean, and Aditi is being a wonderful mother that she is and taking care of her baby. So she said, mm-hmm. if I if I can get my baby to go to sleep, then I'm going to come on the show with you guys. If I can't get my baby to go to sleep, then we're going to have to rain rain check this thing. But she was she she's she's like I so owe you guys, which again she doesn't. So I mean, and, I mean, if she was dedicated, she would just do it from the room with a bucket next to her daughter. But you know, that's just me. That's just me. Okay, Listen, I got kids. <laughs> I got kids too. <laughs> I got kids. Hey, hey, quit throwing up. Daddy's trying to do a podcast. Yeah, excuse me. We're talking about rookie mini camp right now. Yeah. You're gonna have to quiet the puking. <laughs> so anyways aditi is awesome and we will uh uh we will have her on if she doesn't get to us tonight we will have her on soon so again we'll repost that otherwise just hang out with us again the other face you're not going to see is joey whalen uh joey uh unable to make it tonight he's got uh he's got a little medical procedure that he's got to have done tomorrow and it's early and yeah he's just not feeling it and i get that so uh we're gonna let joey just have the night and it's just me and chad so I don't know. We've got, we've had a couple things. Uh, Rocky Balboa, he wants to start with the Browns. And I think that's fair. We can start with the Browns. Uh, I, we talked about this last night. I talked about. It oh, this shit. <laughs> I, I, oh, okay. 
There is nothing I could care. What, uh, what's the right way to say it? Care less? Care more? Less about? Care less about? You couldn't care less. I couldn't care less about this this dog logo. I just don't. I just don't. But anyway, we can talk about it, though. We can talk about it. Why are we doing this? I don't know. I, I don't know. What? Why do we have to do this? To me, it's deflecting. You think it's deflecting? I think I think it's deflecting. I mean, I mean? think I, I I think the team knows how frustrated this fan base is with this team. I mean, it's been since 1999, for God's sake. I, I I think this team knows how frustrated this fan base is. So I think they try to find different ways to engage with the city, and and, and they know that. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some loyal diehards that are going to be all over this no matter what. But I for but for me. I just don't care. I just want this team to win, man. I, you could you could call them the Cleveland douchebags, and and, and have like and they are and they, and they are. are yeah and and I I just I don't care. Like if the Cleveland douchebags win me a Super Bowl, great. But it's been since 1999. I don't give a shit about a logo. You know the white face mask. I, I don't. That kind of sticks out for me. Uh, like it, it's it's kind of a kind of an eyesore. I don't, I don't know. But like, as far as this Ooh. logo stuff goes, like, I don't know. I, it's not engaging to me. I just want them to win. After all these years, I just want them to win. Well, so we talked about this right at the end of the show last night. And I like this from Rocky, Rocky Balboa. I'm not frustrated with the helmet, just the players wearing. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Exactly. Like, you hit that right on the head, Rocky. Uh, we talked about this last night and then here's what happened. We ended the show and then I just got mad. Like we ended the show last night with Andrew and then I was just mad because of the people in the comments last night and they were so right. And they made me see it so clearly. The dog pound was this organic thing that happened between the players and the fans. Yeah. And it was Dixon and Minifield and they were barking after big plays. And then the fans caught wind of it. And then there was this just section of fans started dressing up like dogs and bringing dog bones to the, to yeah. the, to the stadium. It wasn't, it was organic. It was just there. The team should leave this shit alone. <laughs> yeah. You the yeah. team doesn't need to make a dog logo. No, I the team no. doesn't need to be involved. The team shouldn't be involved in any way, shape, or form in the dog pound. Right. That place, if you want, if you want to quit being like a joke when it comes to like the stadium and the fans and all that, that place should just be a goddamn free-for-all. Right. Stay out of it have nothing to do with it. Nobody with the organization should have any goddamn thing to do with the dog pound. Right. The fans were on the dog pound and the players, the player and for the people that are like, just get rid of the dog pound. I disagree with that too. The players like the dog pound. The fans like the dog pound, leave it to them. Let that be a thing between the fans and the players and a thing that connects them and keep a shit out of it. Right. Go just be a helmet. Right. Yeah. Go go just be a helmet and quit fidgeting with everything with this team. That that is like the you're just overly involved. They like have their little sticky fucking fingers in every element of the team. You can't just be a fan of the team without the team telling you how to be a fan of the team. It's obnoxious. Well, and this is exactly why I think it's deflecting. I think they're just trying to find ways to stay engaged. Like they're trying to, they think it's, they think it's hip and fresh and which, which, which really, I mean, it, sure. In some markets, sure. But to a, but to a city where the football team and a winning football team means absolutely everything. That is the end all be all with this city. Right. It's, it's a winning football team. Nobody in this city would give, gives it, gives a shit 
uh, about the logo, right? I mean, you right. could have fucking you could have fucking Jimmy Beefstick be the dog logo, like <laughs> like Jimmy Jimbo Beefstick. Beefstick. Jimbo Beefstick could be the could be the dog logo, and no one would care. All anybody cares about in this city is that this team is a consistent winner. Like oh, like like no one's no one's gonna go. Oh, look at this fourth bulldog logo that we that 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 we put out yeah isn't it cool doesn't it look badass no no it doesn't like you said it's an organic thing leave it alone yes i mean obviously you can't fully obviously you can't fully be the dog pound of the past you can't be throwing dog bones at the opponents Fuck yes, anymore. You can. why not it's dog bones nobody's gonna get hurt about that no one's gonna Throw get hurt about bone. that no one's gonna get hurt about that but in today's sensitive ass society someone's gonna get get, get hurt by that but it, it's it's still it you should just you should just let it be as rowdy as it possibly can be i i am in full agreement with that i, just, I like just, just i, I like this way. comment from broken arrow in the comments that says adults only in the old dog yeah. pound it, except for one thing it was a lot of adults in the old dog pound but it was also like if you're not jewish it was kind of like your bar mitzvah when you were a kid yeah <laughs> it was like you'd bring your 12 year old to the dog pound and like you just became a man Boom! You're rem- a man now. You were in the dog pound for an hour. And I remember you, get a job. Get, I remember walking. I remember walking up to the stadium from the Muni lot when I was a kid, and my uncles would throw firecrackers at the feet of Steelers fans. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like that's how, like that's how it got. That's that's yeah. You you were baptized, okay? You were baptized back then in, into the dog pound. But yeah, this this yeah, I like that. Adults only in the old pound. So I'm I was working today. Just random story. I was working today, and I. I, again, when you graduate from Texas A&M, you get your Aggie ring and, and Aggies wear the ring. So I always wear my ring and I'm meeting with a guy here in Pittsburgh and the guy looks at my ring and he's like, what's that from? And I said, oh, it's, I graduated from Texas A&M. It's my Aggie ring. And he was like, oh, that's really cool. He goes, so you're a big fan of Johnny Manziel. And again, this dude doesn't know that I'm from Cleveland. He's a, and he's wearing a Steelers hat. He's, what, he's oh, okay. I was gonna say, why did he sound like a like a like a like an old Southern like you like that Johnny man? No, he said, I, I can't effect, effectively do a Pittsburgh accent, but he was you know he's Mister like he says downtown downtown. Yeah, That's Don. this guy downtown. Sure. Uh, he asked me if I'm a fan of Johnny Manziel, and I, I said I, I was kind of like holding him in suspense. I was like, man, when he was with my favorite college team, he was spectacular. You it, you hung on every play the dude made. He was can't miss TV. I said he was one of my favorite college football players I've ever watched play the game of football. And I said, then I turned and I go, and I think he's also my least favorite player I've ever watched play for my professional football team. And he looks at me, he goes, oh, no, you're a Cleveland Browns fan. Oh, God. Right? Not Browns. Browns? You're a Cleveland Browns fan? Get out of my time. <laughs> Get out of my time. Uh, yeah, I was like, you're damn right I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. You're damn right I am. And then it, it went to the inevitable conversation that you always have with Steelers fans now, which is, man, life really sucked for you for the last 30 years. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't even trash talk with Steelers fans anymore. Like, it doesn't even happen. They're just like, man, this sucks. Like, they think it sucks as much as we do. I feel like at this point, it's kind of like you, you ever see Eight Mile. Yeah, of course, you remember. You remember how at the rap battle at the very end, where uh, Eminem goes against the guy that like he just feared most, and he just rattles off all of his flaws, and then he's like, <laughs> "Go ahead, tell these people something they don't know about me." Like that's how I feel like a Browns fan now. Like everybody's like, "Oh, you suck, you suck." Like, yeah, yeah, we do. I know. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was like. He was like, I got to tell you, man, you, 
what happened to you guys in the nineties, that was, that was robbery. And I'm, I'm still pissed about it. And I hate the brands. Oh. And I was like, you know what? I know. Whoa. I know, man. So we're like, are we friends now? Or like, <laughs> I know I was, I was like, we like, are we, be, are we best buddies? Joe Maddox used to get $2 tickets in the dog pound, which wasn't, I don't think it was the dog pound in the seventies that happened in the eighties, but the section was there in the seventies and you got $2 tickets. Uh, Broken Arrow. Oh, we could do this. I could spend a minute on this. Hell I could spend a minute. Yes. I could spend a minute on my favorite memories of Municipal Stadium. My neighbor, my my neighbor right behind here, told me how he used to go. How he used to just were able to take coolers of beer. Oh yeah, in, in a Municipal Stadium, <laughs> and, and just just get hammered in, in the dog pounds in the bleachers there. <laughs> dog pound or Indians games, dude. Like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, that's I'm jealous of the seventies. That's sometimes. sometimes. There's nobody there. I give a shit. I know. Give a shit. You want to bring beer? Who, who fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So my favorite cheap beer is Genesee cream ale. And the reason Genesee cream ale is my favorite cheap beer is because outside of the scent of urine that you'd catch every once in a while at a, at an event at Cleveland municipal stadium, the smell of Genesee cream ale is what I remember the smell of municipal stadium being. Kind okay. of just that like old cheap beer. You'd smell it everywhere. And so anytime, like I'll be at the store and I'm like, you know what? I just want to pick up a rack of beers just to have some like cheap beers to drink out by the grill or whatever the summer. I always pick up Genesee cream ales and every single time it triggers my memories of being a kid at Cleveland Municipal Stadium and what it smelled like to me there. It's the fucking same. It's, if, if you're a Cleveland fan, Go grab a rack of Jenny Cream Ales. Like 30 pack is like 15 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Go grab a rack of Jenny Cream Ales, crack one open, and tell me I'm wrong on that. Tell me I'm wrong on that. No. No, you're not wrong. Yeah. That was one of my favorite cheap beers, too, back in college. It was either, it was either Jenny Cream Ale or Stones. <laughs> we didn't have it in college. We had Stones or Natty Light. That was it. Yeah. No, we had Jen- we, we we discovered Jenny Cream Ale. I mean, yeah. beer was cheap in Ashland, too. It was just super, super cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, the whole dog pound thing, man. I, I'm just tired of it. I, uh, let it, let one of these T-shirt companies come up with a logo because at least that still even is more fan driven than having the team come up with this. And the logos fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> like, no offense to the people that came up with them. Like, it's it's not to put those people down, but they all fucking suck. It's all this, it's it's all variations of the same goddamn logo that they've been trying to trot out for 126 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Just take a screenshot of fucking Turner and Hooch, like Hooch from Turner and Hooch. It's Hooch. And that's what it is. It's Hooch. You know what? I want the new Dog Pound logo to be Turner. I want it to be Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, God. Just him and his black tidy whiteies. Just, <laughs> just, just, just chasing Hooch around the house. Yeah, that's 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 the new Dog Pound logo. Frankly, that's probably better off at this point. This is going to be a movie episode, everyone. It's going to be a movie episode. The second part of the comment was the the getting tired of the dog shit, and then the white face mask. Like, I, does anybody care? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Does anybody care what color the face masks are? I, I never one time in my entire life. Have I been like, man, I wish the Browns face masks would be this. Yeah, so the only people, the only people who care about that stuff are the traditionalists. That's it. And the, that's, like that's the hard nosed traditionalists. That's fair. I, I guess for me, the way I should put it is I can't, I can't like have a conversation with you about this. Cause like gray, brown, white, black, I don't care. Orange. Yeah. Fuchsia. Put the goddamn helmets on and play football. I don't care what that, what color <laughs> yeah. the face yeah. mask is. Yeah. So I, here's I, a question. Here's a question. Here's a question uh, I have for you, Chad. All right. 
let's get creative for a minute. Okay. <laughs> they need the dog from Conan to be the logo, Rocky Balboa says. Uh, oh, fucking no. Uh, Triumph, Triumph the inside Triumph comic the inside. dog? Yeah. Formento Poupon. <laughs> yeah. The Steelers are a great football team. Formento Poupon. <laughs> yeah. That's a great comment. Uh, uh, let's get creative here, Chad. All right. In reality, the Browns have an image problem. They have a branding problem. There's there's nothing about the brand of the Browns that okay. says anything to anybody. Okay. The, the the franchise on the field has been miserable, but then they don't have any, like, it feels like there's no, like, direction with their branding either. It's like the past few years, especially, it's like they're just trying to fucking figure it out, right? Like, we'll do new jerseys. Those suck. Oh, fuck. We'll go back to the old jerseys. Okay. And then let's throw an elf on the logo in midfield. And then people are like, oh, we don't know if we like the elf. And they're like, oh, let's take the elf off. And, like, what should the brand of the Browns be, Chad? Which, we're doing dogs, we're doing elves, we're doing... Well, there's all kinds of shit that they're trotting out there, and none of it has been successful. What should the brand of the Browns be? What should the brand be? I, okay, I, I mean, is there a problem, though? Like... I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I get it, but I like... I, I get it when you're trying to keep up with, like, the current times i guess but at the same time it's one of the most historical franchises in football i mean it's recognizable worldwide i mean for god's sakes it's it's the largest backer organization around the world around the like a, a worldwide so it's like it's it's a recognizable brand no matter where you go i mean i don't know look at the steelers they've been the same they've been the same since whenever they started being a football team but right? like when you okay, here's the thing. When you think of just the Steelers, just like you see the logo, okay, without like really without thinking about like the on the field teams. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. When you see the Steelers logo or the helmet or the colors or whatever, like immediately what pops into your head? Just imagine the logo what pops into your head, and don't be a fan about it. Don't be a Browns fan. Don't be like I fucking hate him. What's what's the what like what pops into your head? What what does that what does that logo like symbolize to you? I mean, I mean, it's always just meant the Steelers to me. Like I've seen, like I, I've looked at, I've been to Youngstown. You know, I've lived in Youngstown for like two or three years, and I saw that same logo around because there was a lot of steel mills in in Youngstown. So I mean, that, I guess that kind of symbolizes, you know, hardworking, uh, yes. rust belt, yes, uh, you know, just blue collar workers. Like yes. that's what it means to me. And again, I'm not trying to get you guys to say nice things about the Steelers. I don't want to say nice things about the Steelers. That's not what this is about. Rocky Balboa in the comments, toughness. When you, that's me. That's what I think. Yeah. When I think of that Steelers logo and the brand of the Steelers, I think tough. I think, I think hardworking. I think tough yeah. nose. I, I, I think it's it's in the trenches and like ready to get dirty and like will throw punches if they need to and like just like just. To do whatever you need to do to get where you need to get. That's what to I be, feel like yeah. the brand of the Steelers is. To right? be clear, to be clear, I only think toughness because I saw it in Ohio, like in Youngstown, not like <laughs> Pittsburgh. That's right. I only saw it on the steel mills in Youngstown. So yeah, that's what it makes me think of. That's right. <laughs> so that's, I, I think that there are teams that are, that have built a brand based on that stuff. Yeah. And then like, there's the Browns helmet. What do you think when you, that there's no brand there? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, no, I, 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 there is none. There is none. I mean, so what should the brand of the Browns be? Um, so I want to, I want to throw an idea out there and this is not my idea. We have got one of the greatest human beings on the planet. 
is our graphic design guy, Seth. Yeah. You know him online as Wreck This League. I don't know if he's here tonight. He, he'll be here some nights. He's not here other nights. Wreck This League, one of the most incredibly insanely talented. All the graphic shit you see with the OBR, he, Seth does that. And yeah. he's so good at it. And this was a big talking point in our Slack channel. And I don't, I want to know what you think. And, and, and let us know in the comments. He wants, he is trying to figure out, I love, I hope, I wonder if he's going to be able to like throw something together that we can actually show people. But his idea for the Browns, we're in the cradle of football. Sure. The Browns are the home of football. Yeah. I mean, football was invented in Ohio. So when you, th- not just Ohio, but like Canton, like, yeah, that's here. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's not Cincinnati. I know. It's not Columbus. I know. That's up here. That's Northeast I Ohio. I know is where football was invented. It's the cradle of football. So he's like, he's sitting there trying to think, how do we, in his head, the Browns should be the prototype football team. They were, the the, the football originated here. They're the team from the place where football was born. Yeah, yeah. That's what you should think of when you think of the Browns. You should think like, that is the historic, that's the Browns, that's where football was born. And you don't, and they don't do anything like what they've done over the last couple of years has been very frust from a marketing perspective has been so frustrating to me because it's just, it's like I said before, it's just throwing shit up against the wall and hoping it sticks. Maybe people are going to like this elf on the field. Uh, oh, look what we're going to do to the end zones. Uh, look at these, look at these jerseys again. Uh, there, That's a really good question. There's no identity for them. There's no, there's nothing. When you think of the Browns, you just think of nothing. That is, that's a really, really good question. And I love that idea about, I mean, basically the inventors, the, the, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how you encompass that in a logo. I, oh, I have yeah. no idea. That's why he's talented and I am not. <laughs> yeah. Like you put like, you know what? Just put a cradle on the helmets with a football in it. How about that? <laughs> just a baby fist. Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just show a doctor with its head under like a, a sheet in between stirrups, birthing think, a football. You know, I think I think it brings up an interesting point because I think us in Cleveland get real frustrated when we hear people that are not from Cleveland, national pundits and all that, talking about things that are as menial as branding and logos, and the Browns always get rated as just one of the worst. Because it is, but it's not. It's not the logo that's one of the worst. It's not the colors that are the worst or anything like that. It's because it doesn't mean anything. Well, it is the logo. Don't you think? I mean, the logo is what represents it, but it doesn't mean there's nothing behind it. It's nothing meaningful to anybody. Right. And that's why it's at the bottom. That's why it's at the bottom. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's not the helmet. Like Sarah says in the comments here, isn't the helmet kind of perfect then? Cause all the other teams are like a bird or an animal or whatever. Doesn't the helmet, it doesn't really re- represent anything. The helmet represents football. It's the helmet. I think that's a great point, Sarah. I just think it's th- now you have to put meaning behind it. There has to be now there has to be like branding behind it that means something. And it can't goddamn be all about just the dog pound. That's where the Browns have gone wrong in their branding. They make everything about the dog and the dog pound. Yeah. That's a fan thing. Let right. that be a fan thing. And you market the Browns. That's where they got to get. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you went, I mean, you went from an elf, which I mean, which I don't, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. Then you went to a helmet. Like it's just a, it's just plain football. I, yeah. Yeah. I, think, I don't I know. Think, I think Sarah's point about the helmet is, is very fair. 
Yeah, it is fair. What, it's what very fair. Represent the prototype originator football team better than the helmet. I think it's very fair. Yeah. But now you got to brand that. Now quit branding off other shit. Brand off of that. Be that. Instead hmm. of instead of trying to take everything else. Yeah. I don't know. This is a direction I didn't know we were going tonight. Well, hey, listen, we had to carry a show here for 90 minutes. So uh, it's, it's, it's true. It's true. I didn't know we were going. I didn't know. I didn't without, know. Without, a, without a whole lot to talk about. We've had we had to, we had to carry the show here. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. I mean, the, yeah, in a way, the helmet is perfect. But does that does that represent like the beginning of football? Does that represent the city? Does that represent like how does that represent the Browns? Like, how does that write? Like, what does that make you think of Cleveland? Like, what is okay? So, we said you, you look at the steel uh, symbol, the steel, the steel union symbol of the Steelers or the in Youngstown, like that makes you think of toughness. All right. So, but you look at that helmet, does it make you think of football? Like, the invention of football? Like, what does that make it? It doesn't make you think of anything. Well, I think, but again, I think, I think you've got the logo. I don't mind the logo, but you have to build the, the, the story around it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's what the, the Steelers do that. They've got the logo. But they built their story around it. Now, obviously, the the on-field stuff helps. But it, they do so much other stuff around it to just give themselves an identity. For the sure. Browns, man, quit quit putting – no more dog houses. We, put, put the fucking dog mascots away. Get rid of the live dog mascot. Get Send him back to his owner and just let him live a happy dog life. <laughs> quit doing all this stuff that isn't you branding the team. Right. And just figure now, now instead of all that shit around the stadium and again, or, you know, around the walls or whatever, figure out a way to make yourself the originators, the inventors, the, the, that again, the prototype, whatever you want to call yourselves, the, the cradle of football. This is, it all started here and make that the story. That's what people should feel when they see the Browns. Yeah. I would love to yeah. see. I think, I think Seth, again, Seth, uh, the most insanely talented dude, wreck this league on Twitter and on all socials. Uh, I think he's going to try to come up with like a, like a kind of like a vision board for that. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see it. I, I love Eric Schroeder, <laughs> Eric in the comments, you know, let's just get Tom Hanks to explain it to us. That makes sense. I mean, if it's the guardians, he, yeah, he's sure he, he, he could explain it all to us. Yes. I would love that. I would love that. Uh, Jim Brown and Paul Brown. Oh, I didn't even mean to click on that, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just go back to the Cleveland Panthers, okay, and just redo things. Completely redo. Carolina Panthers. We can get Baker Mayfield in here, maybe. <laughs> no, is that bad? Is that no good? How many people in the comments knew that the Panthers were the original name of the Cleveland football team? Were supposed to be the original name, huh? How many? I bet a lot of them. Yeah, probably. A lot of them. These people, yeah, they knew. <laughs> yeah, they, they, these people knew. These people, you. These people, people these people. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, sometimes we got to find things to talk about to carry a show, and we do that. And here we are, forty halfway into our show, and I feel like I've been here for ten minutes. Look at that! Look uh, at that! So I love that. I love well, that. time flies when you're having fun, you know. Yeah. Again, if you're just joining us, I've explained it a couple times. I, I'm not uh, unless something happens over the next maybe fifteen minutes or so. I think uh, we're going to get a rain check with Aditi. Uh, again, Aditi's a mom. Aditi's got young kids, and one of her kids got sick tonight. And so uh, we apologize that we weren't able to bring Aditi to you tonight. If she, again, she still could show up at some point. I'm not holding anybody to that, and I'm not saying get your hopes up. Uh, but 
Uh, it, Give the people something entertaining, Mike. Turn your thermostat up to eighty-seven oh. again. Why don't we do that? I don't think I don't think it could do. I don't think I could do that. I think I would have to break into the thing back here and like crank that shit up. Anyways, uh, if if Aditi doesn't uh, isn't able to make it tonight again, she's taking care of a sick kid, be, doing her mom duties. Uh, we will definitely. She told us she was like, I owe you guys big time. I will rain check if I can't make it. Uh, so we'll definitely have her on. We have other big name guests that we've got waiting in the wings. I can't wait to bring you guys, including some big time Browns guests uh, that we will announce soon. Uh, but uh, for the for the most part, it's just for the rest of the night. Just it's me and Chad. Unless Joey we- has the shits. Now it's just <laughs> us. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I hope he's not watching this. He's I hope he doesn't. You know, even though he doesn't sit and watch this. Uh, yeah. All right, Chad, we're about halfway through, so that's always a good time to do our favorite segment of the week uh, outside of Garage Beers of the Week, which is our Asshole of the Week. Okay. So why don't we do our Asshole of the Week? Who's who's just been an asshole this week that needs to get called out on this podcast, the ultimate authority on people that are being assholes? God, uh, I think I'm going to go with people who pee on the seat and don't wipe it off. Yeah. Like, <sighs> come on, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's first off, first off, if it's, if, if it's only a one stall bathroom also, what, just click, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? It, it feels like it's one of those things that people purposely do just to be an asshole. Right. 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 Uh, you, you, you go in, you pee all over the seat. I mean, I'll tell you, no names, please. But, you know, I worked at the cab. Someone in, in the know, someone, someone, someone you would know, a name you would know peed on the seat a lot and would never wipe it off and we only had one bathroom between like the control room and like and and, and the radio station uh, the radio offices in there someone of of no you would know peed uh, peed all over the seat and would never ever wipe it off and it drove me nuts I'm like what are, what are you doing how are you what, I, could, I, could, I couldn't yell at him though because I, I would get fired but you know you know you know um Sidebar to that because that's a great asshole of the week. Quit pissing on the seats. <laughs> yeah. when, when you do piss on the seat, just a little fucking pa- uh, toilet paper, wipe that it shit does. up and go it wash f- your hands. It, does. it feels like a hard. purposeful thing just to be it an really asshole. Uh, sidebar to that. I, I'm going to send a sidebar asshole to um, when you're in like a unisex bathroom. Uh-huh. Whoever's idea it was to put the paper towel roll right above the toilet. <laughs> because you wash your hands, you grab your paper towels, you're dripping water all over the toilet. You maybe don't even think about it. And then when you leave, it looks like you pissed all over the seat. That's a, that's bad planning. It's bad planning. Put the paper towel roll somewhere else. It causes me stress. What if there is a lady behind me? Well, sure. Sure. Trying to go to the bathroom and I walk out and she thinks I'm pissed on the seat. When in reality, I was just drying my hands under the paper. I grab, was grabbing paper towels. That's bad planning. It's bad. Pop planning. quiz, pop quiz, hot shot. You know, you walk into a bathroom, uh, and there's a there's a urinal and a toilet, but no doors around the toilet. Do you lock the door? Mm-hmm. You lock the door? Mm-hmm. You do. You lock the door. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Oh, Fair absolutely. enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. Absolutely. If there's if it's just one of those like a room with a urinal and a toilet, door gets locked. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. No. Like no. What? <laughs> I. Oh God. I was in college. I was in college and I was in a bathroom like that. Some dude came in and took his pants, like dropped, dropped trial and started taking a dump in the room. <laughs> well, I was taking a piss at the urinal. <laughs> it's unacceptable. 
Oh God. Unacceptable. The, the no shame that you have, especially when you're in college is amazing. Unacceptable. I, I Unacceptable. love it. <laughs> uh, all right. My asshole of the week. I hate calling a college kid or I'm sorry, a high school kid, an asshole, but there's an asshole in high school that I want to call out. I saw this video today. Uh, playoff baseball in the state of Oklahoma. I don't know if you saw this video. If you didn't no, go check it out. I sure didn't. Two schools in the state of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma saints, which is like a Christian school in Oklahoma and the Bethel Wildcats uh, in the regional playoffs. And the Oklahoma Saints beat the Bethel Wildcats. And at the end of the game, the Saints moving on, the Wildcats, they're, they're doing the handshake line. Good game, good game, good game. Some backup-ass catcher for the <laughs> Bethel Wildcats. Some dude that didn't play. He was in shorts. He, he wasn't even playing. Big mullet down the back of his head as they're going through the handshake line, grabs the hands of one of the, one of the players for the Oklahoma saints and just sucker punches him right in the face. Oh, what a dick. Oh, Oh, it's on video. Sucker punches him right in the face. Oh, come on. His, you could see it. There wasn't like a fight that ensued because everybody on his team and his coach, man, you got to watch the video just to see the reaction of his coach. Okay. Just started screaming at him. Like Ugh. his whole team turned around and was like, what the, f like, what are you doing? Right. He just literally just the kid walked, gave a high five to the one kid, walked up to him and he just boom, cocked him right in the face. Why? <laughs> his coach, I, like I can only imagine what was being said by his coach because you could just see the rage in his coach. He was standing Jesus. right there. Jesus, really? That's asshole. That's, that's an asshole move. So again, yeah. if, you, if you want to see the video, look up the, Oklahoma Saints and the Bethel Wildcats and just look up like Oklahoma baseball punch or something like that. Yeah. It'll pop up this kid with a mullet in cargo shorts that didn't even play in the game. Just cold cocks a dude for the other team in the, in the, in the line after the game, yeah. real asshole move. That's an asshole move. Well, I guess we're doing that. I think I'll do a second asshole. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to do the, you know, staying with high school baseball, the Tennessee high school athletic association. This isn't as, as outrageous as others, but man, I, it's kind of an asshole rule to have. So a team, a team had to forfeit their game uh, in, in their playoff game, their state playoff game, uh, because they had a, guy, a kid who was a Vanderbilt commit. He threw a um, hundred and twenty-one pitch no hitter, 16, 16 Ks, just dominant, Ooh. just dominant, right? So they won the game. So and and afterwards, Tennessee High School Athletic Association says, oh, "You got to forfeit." Why did they have? To, why did they have to forfeit? Because there's a 120 pitch limit in Tennessee oh, High School Athletic hey. Association, and he threw All 121. Right. He threw one more pitch than he was supposed to, and they and they and they had to forfeit the game because of that, because of the pitch limit rule. Okay, kind of an asshole rule. <laughs> like. Uh... Man, yeah. Oh, I'm a little torn on it. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know I, it's a rule, but it's a dumb rule. It's a rule, but it's a dumb rule. I don't even know that it's a dumb rule. It just sucks in this circumstance. Yeah, I don't know that it's a dumb rule. I mean, we're talking about high school kids throwing a hundred and some pitches, and I know they're young and resilient, and they can make it happen. But uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not gonna. You're also you got to be you got to be watching out for the safety of the kids and their arms and all that stuff and. Yeah. And you know, listen, you know, as well as I do, Chad, you and I are around high school sports a lot. Sure. Sure. High school coaches don't give a shit. Yeah. 
they don't give a shit. They like high school coaches, man. There are so many high school coaches out there that don't give an absolute shit about the health and safety of their players. They sure. think they are coaching in Major League Baseball or the NFL or NCAA Division One. They will. Ju- they're just doing whatever they can to win, and 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 that players' health be damned. Right. 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 So, I understand the rule. And and broken arrow, 120 is a lot. That's a lot of pitches. I know. I understand the rule. I you know it's just a circumstance like this where it sucks. That it's like a circumstance like this where a guy was just dominating, and he goes one pitch over the limit, and it sucks. But I actually I, I think I disagree with you on this. I don't think it's an asshole move. I, I I don't mind the rule at all. All right. Well, go fuck yourself, Mike. How about oh, that? Yeah, for sure. I will. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about other stuff. Okay. Um, we started off the show by a lot of people talking about um, the NBA playoffs. So let's talk about that for a minute. Do we have to? Yeah, come on. All right. I think the NBA playoffs have been really good. I think they've been really entertaining, and I think it's like this resurgence. I think the best story of the NBA playoffs is that it's this, uh, there's a lot of players having like resurgent moments being like, oh, you kind of wrote me off and you can't write me off. I think that's happening all over the NBA playoffs. For example, I don't know about you, but just purely based on the two teams that they've had to play so far, I'm like, I'm rooting for the LA Lakers for maybe the first time in my life. What's that? I wasn't paying attention. Oh, quit being a dick. <laughs> no, no, I did. I just watched that Oklahoma video, and that's just insane. That's stupid. Oh, that's yeah. really stupid. Awful. Awful. Uh, now, what, the LA Lakers? You find yourself rooting for the Lakers? For first time in my life. I'm like, I'm really pulling hard for the Lakers. One, I, listen, I'm an unabashed LeBron James fan. Unabashed. Sure. sure. LeBron James is the best <laughs> basketball player I've ever seen play the game of basketball. Uh, you can argue with me on whatever. I don't give a shit. I also, I'm not going to argue with you about Michael Jordan or whatever. I saw Michael Jordan play. He's also the best player I've ever seen play basketball. So we can just say that they're both the best players. But you can't have two of them, Mike. But you can't yes, you can. Two of them. Yes, you can. Because there's no fucking rules. Yeah. There's no uh, rules. It's anarchy. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I hate the, I hate the goat argument. I hate the goat argument to I begin with. I do too. Uh, because it's just, it's just, it's not fair to compare the eras. Uh, but, talk but about any- the Lakers for a minute. But uh, honestly, I just I'm not a LeBron hater. I love LeBron. I, he gave me he gave me a very long career <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. in sports. He's given me a very long career in sports, um, you know, but but now that he's out of Cleveland, I, I don't really I don't really care as, as much. I mean, I hope he does win another championship. Sure. I, I absolutely do. But it's I, I don't find myself going. Yeah, come on, Lakers. Yeah. Like I, I don't find myself doing that. I've never rooted for him on the Lakers ever. Not one time, not one time. I'm an yeah. unabashed LeBron fan, but I, I, I don't root for the Lakers. I'm not a Lakers fan. I don't give a yeah. shit if the Lakers, I don't give a shit if they lose in the first round. Frankly, I loved it when they missed the playoffs. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. This year is different though. Sure. You went up against easily the most hateable team in basketball. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, big time. That came into that series just acting like they were going to walk all over you. Like, oh, we're just going to fucking beat the Lakers. We got no problem with that. You got Dylan Brooks just being like, oh, we're going to crush the Lakers. And like, just acting like they were just a, just a speed bump on their road. And the Lakers beat the shit out of them. 
Yeah, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that strictly because of Dylan Brooks. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy that for sure. But as far as but now as far got, as but now you got this series, Chad. Uh huh. All of a sudden, it's it's LeBron against the Warriors again. And and I feel like my stance on the Warriors, my feelings on the Warriors, has softened definitely over the past few years. Yeah, sure. Because it was really easy to get worked up about the Warriors when we were playing them in the NBA Finals every single year. Yeah. But I, I got to tell you, this series with LeBron going against the Warriors again has kind of like given me those feelings again. Not like not the same, not the same, much more toned down, but it's kind of given me those feelings again. And to watch LeBron like we've heard of like flukes and stuff to watch LeBron just absolutely dominating the Golden State Warriors in this series is pretty fun. I'm like, I'm enjoying it. Well, I think the I think the biggest difference with this is um, it, it's this Lakers team as a as opposed as opposed to that Cavs team, um, they they have a humongous size advantage. I mean, Anthony Davis has been just as dominant against this team as oh, against yeah. the Warriors as as LeBron has. So um, yeah, I mean, and as far as the Warriors go, I think they're just a little bit older now, a little bit more mature. Uh, you know, I think Draymond is is, 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 you know, a little bit less of a punk on the court this time around. But like I said, I think it's just because he's, it's, it's the older he's getting. So I just don't, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at the series, I, I obviously LeBron, I mean, at 38, what he's doing is just out of this world. Uh, but it, it's, it's just not, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's very impressive. I got to admit that it's very impressive. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I I still don't find myself going. Yeah, God, I hope he wins the NBA title. But yeah, sure, I, I'm I'm intrigued by how far he can go. That's for sure. That's I for mean, sure. But I, I can't I can't say I'm going. Yeah, come on, LeBron, get your fifth title. No, it's just it's, it's just not my in my nature. I'm interested to see how I feel in the next series because I kind of I would love to see the Nuggets make a run. Like it's, yeah. they got to do it at some point. And and Jokic sure. is awesome and. And, and a lot of their role players are awesome. So I'd love to see them make a run. I feel like the, if the Suns won that series, I'm doing it again. I'm just pulling all for LeBron. Again, Why? Because I, you don't like Chris Paul or Kevin Durant? I, I actually like Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant has turned into one of the more likable dudes. Sure. Yeah. I cannot stand Chris Paul. Okay. I think right. he's, um, a, a bitch within certain no that's dylan brooks and only dylan brooks. <laughs> okay all right he's a bitch uh, <laughs> and you got to get that b you got a bitch you got to accentuate bitch. it yeah you gotta hit you gotta it put hard. the right emphasis on the right syllable that, mm, bitch it's gonna yeah. sound bad on the microphone that's how hard you have to hit it uh that's dylan brooks and only dylan brooks uh nah, chris paul is kind of known within certain circles as just being awful just an awful person okay all uh, right and he shows it sometimes. And I just don't like Chris Paul. Okay. Uh, but again, it would be that story again, like LeBron and Kevin uh, and Durant. And I would find myself pulling for LeBron again. I feel like if it was the Nuggets, I might be rooting for the Nuggets. Why? Just because you're a big fan of Jokic or you just want to see them? Yeah, I just feel like it's, uh, they, they have fallen short too many times now. And I feel like it's their time to like pull through. Like, come okay. on, let's like, now you got to pull through. You've got, you've got a multi-time MVP on your team. You've got a really good surrounding cast. Is is time to pull through. It's time to pull through. Okay. And it's right. a team, and it's a team that's man, when was the last time the Nuggets? When was the last time the Nuggets won the title? Uh, it's been a long time. I mean, I, I didn't they reach the conference years? finals with Mello, but like that's the last yeah. time they've like gone anywhere. Was it the was it Alex English? Was it the 70s? 
I have no fucking idea. Did they even win a title? Maybe they didn't even. I don't. Did the Nuggets? Did the Nuggets win a title? I don't know. If I, you know, let us know. Keep talking, and I'll look it up. You look it up. I'll Google uh, machine it. Google it. Uh, how about this from Dan Wise? Uh, first of all, Dan, you've done a terrible job of animated uh, battles because uh, that was your job for this show, and you haven't. You, you gave us one, uh, but. Here's a real-life battle. Best battle of the playoff, the Suns owner versus uh, Nikola Jokic. Did you see that, Chad? Yeah, uh, listen, um, the Suns owner is just as good of a flopper as LeBron is. Uh, (laughs) So that was, I mean, that was impressive uh, by him, to be honest with you. Uh, The Nuggets have never won an NBA Finals. That is, that is. Okay, so so like that that'll get me too. Like I'm now rooting for the Nuggets. I'm now rooting for the team that's never done it before. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, I don't think the Suns have either, though, have they? No, the Suns haven't. So the Nuggets and the Suns, two teams that have never won a title. Uh, one of them are, is going to be playing, it looks like, the Lakers. None. Nope. Get never won the it. NBA Finals. In the East, no. man, how about the, man, the Miami Heat are laying just a, a beat down. Yeah, the Sixers just went up to 3-2 in a series. That's the other team. So that, I... My, my brain, I don't know. My brain surprises me sometimes. Yeah? I'm rooting for the Sixers. I I find my I like I like the transformation that that team has made. Like James Harden went there and went from like the most selfish player in the league to a guy that is like the ultimate team player. I never saw it coming. Yeah. I thought James Harden going to the Sixers was going to be like such a terrible thing for guys like Embiid and Tobias Harris and that. And instead he decided to be like, well, I'm going to pass the ball a lot more and like try to create shots for my fellow teammates. And then when I need to score, I'll score. Oh, Rocky Balboa. I, I got to pause myself. <laughs> Bluey versus Peppa Pig. Damn. I Damn. I never... What? You never what? I, I, wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, we need to get into this a minute. <sighs> yeah. Who gives a fuck about LeBron? Again, if you're uh, listening to this later, very, very early, like very early in the show, we, we asked people <laughs> to give us their favorite uh, animated battle. Like if two animated characters got in a fight and listen, Rocky, you're hitting us right in the fields here because we both, Chad and I both have little kids. Yeah. Bluey and Peppa Pig are constants in my house. I got to tell you, Bluey, I I think I got to go with Bluey on this one. I feel like Peppa is too nice. I feel like Peppa is just way too nice. Like, I feel like Bluey would land like a left hook into Peppa and Peppa would be like, ouch, why did you do that? George, George, did you see Bluey just punch me? Can I say something? Peppa is such a bitch. Well, she is kind of a bitch. Oh God! But she's not violent. I I, I feel like Bluey is is just so much more creative. Would be so much more creative in her tactics. Oh, she is awful. I do. I just feel like Bluey would be more. I I feel like Bluey would would have oh, a good strategy going in. No, there's no doubt. Bluey's the adventurer. Bluey Bluey will get after. It. Now the, the other question is, Dad versus Daddy Pig. That's a battle right there. That's a battle. Mm. Daddy Pig can get after it. Daddy see, I look Pig at, can get after it. See, I look at that as more of a, like a like a Fred and Barney situation. Like if like 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 uh, except for they're both Fred. Except for both of them are Fred. 
No. 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 Yeah, they're both just kind of big fat guys. No. No. Are you kidding me? Sure. What's what's Bluey's dad's name? I totally forget. Dad. It's like it's like it's like Xander or something. It's something. Like, oh, does he have a does he have a name? He does. He has a name. A bandit. A bandit. It's like bandit. No, yeah. that's her friend. No. no, dad is just dad. No, dad isn't dad. No, I promise yes, dad you, dad is isn't dad. dad. I'm looking this up. But he he um. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Look at this comment. Hold on, you're gonna love this. Is it bandit? Sarah says it's bandit. See, yes. Oh, See, that might, that might change my opinion because if his name's that's a badass name. Bandit's <laughs> a badass name. How about Dan, Dan Wise? This is amazing. It's Daddy Pig. He's got Vader comparison. Oh come on now, dude! I don't see him. I don't see. A, I don't see him doing a moonsault off of off of the car. <laughs> I cannot see him doing a moonsault off the car. There's no way. Vader comparison. <laughs> what? The minute I see him in Boy Meets World, then we're gonna know. Then we're gonna know. Yeah. Oh my God. Bluey's that, dead. Yeah. Bandit Healer. That's his name. Bandit Healer. That's a badass name. That's a badass name. I still think, listen, and again, Bluey's dad, a, a thousand percent. Uh, Eric is right. Bluey's dad is, is maybe my favorite TV character of all time. Bluey's dad is the greatest. I think wait. daddy pig. I think daddy pig's got some fight in. I wait, think daddy wait. pig's got some. I, so I think daddy pig in the fight. I, I like Bluey's dad more, but I'm taking Daddy Pig in the fight. So therefore, he has to win against George. Is is Bandit fighting little George? <laughs> okay, first of all, that's child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> wait, or wait, is is Daddy Pig's name George? Is it? I don't I, know that that I never knew. Oh my god! There are people watching this right now that don't have little kids, and they're like, "What the fuck are these idiots talking about?" <laughs> and you know what? You're still here watching. So we love you for that. We love you. If you got to give us some old cartoon characters, we'll analyze. We'll analyze. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. But in real life. Oh, never mind. Never mind. What do you mean? No, in there's real Peppa's, life? Peppa's dad is, is, is just daddy. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not George. But in real life, the actor who plays daddy's voice is Richard Ridings. Look at Eric goes, whoops, daddy pig isn't George. Never seen Peppa Pig. Go on, Eric. Get involved in the conversation, man. George is Peppa's little brother, dude. Like little, little brother. Come on, Schrader. Dinosaur. That is awesome. Is it Schrader? Do you know it? Yeah, I know him. It's Schrader. It's weird. Trust me. It's weird. We've had this conversation over and over. It's it's Schrader. It's weird. You know what? You look like a Schrader, Eric. You look like a Schrader. You look like a Schrader. Okay. Uh Keep them coming though. We're gonna we're gonna keep going on a little bit about the NBA. I do want to talk to Chad a little bit. Uh, we're gonna finish the show by talking a little bit about what happened in the NHL last night. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the. I, I do want to talk about the Guardians a minute. We've neglected them, but they're the most fucking boring team on the planet, and it's hard. Oh, yeah. to talk well, about. I mean, it's 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 nothing exciting about nothing's exciting about baseball in early May. Uh, nothing's so. exciting about this team either right now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but we will talk about it a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, like we're looking at a final four right now. It looks like the final four will be the Lakers for sure. Yeah. The Sixers definitely have the upper hand, the Miami heat. So it looks like it's going to be the Sixers versus the heat. Sure. And maybe, what a, what a maybe what a, Boston could very well win the next two. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But right now, if you were betting, you'd put money on the Sixers. Sure. Sure. They're playing better right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nobody's playing better than the Miami Heat. I mean, yeah. they're, they're just, just what a story! Just steamrolling, steamrolling, right? right. They steamrolled for, through the first round uh, against the Bucks. 
and now they're steamrolling the Knicks. So I do, this is the last thing I want to talk about with the uh, NBA. Look at that series for a minute. Okay. Which one? Uh, the, the, so right now the Miami Heat are up three games to one over the Knicks and it's not sure. been very competitive. Sure. It's not been very competitive. Sure. What does that say to you about where the Cleveland Cavaliers are? That if I mean that if they can play together and they get contributions from from the bench as well, if they can get contributions from everywhere, they can be successful. Not to mention, you need a good coach. I mean, let's be honest: the Miami Heat have the best coach in 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 the one NBA. Yeah, one of them, Eric Spolstra. Yep, I remember I said Spolstra last time. Spolstra. <laughs> Spolstra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a, like a herpes medication or something. Uh, <laughs> what happens uh, in Vegas stays in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, Spolstra. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think th- I, so. I think that I think th- I think them playing together as a team. Because let's be honest, Jimmy Butler is great, but he's not. I mean, he's he isn't the best athlete in the world. He's not. He's not like super athletic. He doesn't do. He doesn't do anything like super special. He's just really good at a lot of stuff. So and that's the best player on that Miami Heat team. So if you get if if you if you watch how they play and and you get a good coach in there, yeah, that's I think that's that's where the Cleveland Cavaliers can be successful. I, in my opinion, I don't know. Well, and that's not what I was asking, but I, I I think my my question more is the New York Knicks, okay, walked through the Cavs. Yeah, and now the Miami Heat are absolutely destroying the New York Knicks. Right. Does it? Do you feel like if if you were a front office member or a coach of the Cavaliers, would you be watching this going, holy fuck, we got a long way to fucking go? Yeah. Like we came into this season thinking things are good. Then we had a 51-win season and we thought, oh, we're in a really good place. And then we got just absolutely just steamrolled by the by the Knicks. And now they're getting their asses kicked by a team that isn't even going to be the favorite in the next series. Yeah. Does it make you feel like, oh, we got to get kind of, we kind of got to get back to the drawing board a little bit and like really revamp what we're doing? Uh, I don't know about completely revamp, but I think it definitely says something about where, where the young kids need to be next year, like how important a, a, a leap of how important of a leap that they need to make next year is. Because when you look at this Cavs team, it's, it's, Outside of a big trade, how are they going to improve this team? And, you know, how, how are they, how are they going to do it? I, I it's so I, I just, I think you have to rely on the development of these kids and hopefully it, it happens. Uh, I, so I don't, I don't really know how that's going to happen. I don't really know how you do that in this off season, but yeah, I, I think that's what they have to rely on. Well, to me, Chad, it's, it's, it's not about the, the big four are going to be the big four. They need to be the big four. Right. It needs to be Allen and Mobley and 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 Garland and and Mitchell. They cert- well, they certainly got a taste of what the what how they need to play in the playoffs. The intensity, but, that's for sure. But, but everybody else can go, except yeah. for Car- I'll, I'll keep Karis LeVert. Sure, there isn't one player on the Cavs that I'm like, oh, we got to get hat. He's got to be back. You need to revamp the way that that the players around those play. You need shooters. Sure. You you went in with thinking that you could get away with just guys that are really solid defenders, Okoro and Lamar Stevens, and just guys that are really good defenders. Sure. You went in thinking you could get away with a guy like Jetty Osman, who can have a good game 
sometimes. Sure. But I think what this year is showing you is you have got to revamp the players around your big four. You need shooters. You need guys that can put, can, can reliably put the ball in the basket. Sure. Because when defensive, when teams are defending the big four and making their lives hard, you can't just have an empty spot out there. And way too many times offensively, the Cavs had empty spots. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. It's this the way the Heat are manhandling the Knicks is certainly making me think. It's not making me like any less high about the Cavs. Like, I still think the future is so bright for the Cavaliers. But it does make it's like a dose of reality. They got to do things a little bit better and they've got to build this team better if they want to really compete. Yeah, no, I agree. So. Anyways, uh, so we'll hit on a couple extra topics. Uh, Chad, we talked about this on an Instagram live last night. Yeah. Uh, The NHL draft lottery happened last night. The favorite to win the draft lottery, the Anaheim Ducks, the second team in the favorite race to win the draft lottery, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Do either of them win the draft lottery? Fuck no. No. The Chicago Blackhawks win the draft lottery and they will be picking number one in the draft. They win the Bedard uh, uh, sweepstakes. Yeah. The Ducks pick second. The Blue Jackets pick third. Mm -hmm. Have we become a little less emotional about this overnight? Are we still feeling pretty emotional about it? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little less emotional about it. Uh, It's, it's, I mean, if I'm a Blackhawks fan, obviously I'm ecstatic, but it's, it's, I mean, clearly they haven't had a, a superstar there in a long time, like two, three months. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> listen, I, obviously no one's ever going to 100% know it's rigged there, but there, or even the NBA lottery, like there's a lot of instances where people can point to, and it's until, until the NHL and the NBA figure out some sort of way to broadcast this, the, the whole process live, it's always going to be out there. The narrative is always going to be out there. But according to reports, according to reporters, there were, you know, credible firms in the room with them, reporters in the room w- with them and watch the process and just basically saying that the luck wasn't in the jacket's favor this time uh, yet again. It's just, but it's, 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 this fan base has just been so, beaten down for the last 20, 23 years, right? It's just been so beaten down for the last 23 in it was like the one time that they've actually had hope to have this, this generational talent in Connor Bedard and even Adam Fantilli, I would have been ecstatic about second and getting right. Adam Fantilli. I would have, I would have been ecstatic about that, but the fact that they just, it, it just, it just happened again. And the, the fact, and with everything that went down between the video of them announcing basically announcing that Columbus was third before the commercial break. And it was just, it was, just, and it's like, and it was just like, I think the most disappointing part to it all is, and you can say what you want. I mean, obviously the NHL was, was going to do anything that they wanted to, to revitalize the Blackhawks organization. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a historic franchise. It is an original six. It's a, it's the most, it's a, it's the biggest moneymaker. One of the biggest moneymakers in the NHL. Yeah. But for a team like Columbus to miss out on something like this again, 
is just it's heartbreaking for fans. It's it's I'm pissed if you're a Blue Jackets fan. I am. I I, I am pissed about it because I think the most heartbreaking thing is. So no matter who you pick at three, you're going to be waiting on them. And this is a roster right now that is talented enough to win right now. And whoever, whether it was Bedard or Fantilli, that they they could have really boosted your roster. They really could have helped you out this year instead of waiting a year for Carlson, two years for Will Smith, three years for Makai Mikov, if that's even how you say his name. So, uh, yeah, and it, I'm less emotional about it, but I'm it, it doesn't make me any less upset for that organization because, my God, 23 years and only one playoff series win to show for it. it this, 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 and they still sell out that arena. This fan base deserves to win. This fan base just deserves to win. That city deserves to win. So, and with how much- I got a question. For you. <laughs> you don't get Bedard. You don't get Fantilli. Right. You've got a roster. You went out and made the splash of the offseason last year and, sure. and signed Johnny Gaudreau. Sure. You've got a roster filled with players, and, and you've got good news this offseason. You've got players coming. Is there a guarantee that they make that pick at number three? Yes. Is, is there a player out there that could be had? for? Listen, because I think the Blue Jackets are at the position where – I, it's a little weird because here in Cleveland, we're, we're never in this position, but I feel like the blue jackets are at that position. where, like, okay, like we need to be pushing to win games now. Like we need to like take advantage of this time where we have really good players on our roster. And we can be talking about building for the future, but you can only do that for so long when you have Johnny Gaudreau on your roster, you right. can only build for the future for so long. What kind of a player could number three return for you? <sighs> here's the thing as I, I i don't know I, I mean i would have to really look into it more um but as far as your priorities go i don't know what number one centers out there could be available because and i say number one centers knowing that knowing that a, a first line center knowing that like you, you know a, a top priorities are defense and goaltending so unless a premier goaltender can be had for the number three pick, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that you don't make that pick because you still need difference makers. You still need difference makers uh, on, you know, outside of that first line. You still need difference makers at, uh, on two, three, and four. You, you do. So, and Carlson is, uh, you know, from everything I've read, everything I've read up on, he is the most NHL ready. So, I, I, I don't think as far as number three goes. I don't think there's a player out there that can be had again. There very well could be. Cause I just, I just, I just can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now. There very well could be, but that LA Kings first round pick. There could be somebody, whether it be a right-handed defenseman that you need, maybe a better goaltender. Like, Oh, you know what? I'm, you know what? A goaltender that comes to mind is Jeremy Swayman from Boston. Yeah. That could work. Oh God. That'd be ridiculous. That could work. That could work, uh, but uh, yeah, outside of that, I just I I don't I can't think I guess, of anybody else off the top of my head. But once I, you made the move, it's it's kind of the same with the Browns, right? It's it's kind of yeah. a similar situation. You made you you win all in. You put your 
you put your 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 chips at the center of the table and said we're going with Deshaun Watson. And if you're the Blue Jackets, you win all in. You put your chips at the center of the table. You said we're going with Johnny Gaudreau. We're going to bring players in. We're going to try to be good. At what point do you have to push push whatever remaining chips you have in and say? This good needs to happen now. It can't happen in Cleveland for the next three years. It needs to happen now. I mean, either this year or next year. One That's of the two. It. You have one of the top prospect pools in the NHL, but so those those big, guys don't those guys don't do you any good if 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 they're not helping your big club win. It's two first round picks this year, right? Two first round picks. You have your own, and then you have LA's. I don't know what that is, like twenty three or four or something like that. Man, I, I just got to tell you, if I was Yarmo, I'd be, I, I, and I know, I know people don't like it because you've got a chance at the number three prospect or whatever in this draft. I'd be on the phone with that number three picked one. Who will you give me for the number three pick? And, and I, I'd I be would, talking to every team. I'd be talking I, to every team. Yeah, I would have to see. I mean, I would, I would have to see if it's if it's for a number one goaltender. Fine. I don't know if I'm willing to give up, give up the number three pick for a defenseman, unless it's unless it's someone in the it's unless it's someone that il, in the ilk of like a Roman Yossi, something like that. Just 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 a top tier defenseman, uh, scoring defenseman, because you're not going to get a shutdown defenseman that's not going to give you anything offensively. Right. But but yeah. So if it's it's in the ilk of like a Roman Yossi, sure. But uh, number three, I think you still make a pick there. But I, 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 I would not be opposed to trading away that 23rd, 24th pick for a, a, a possible number one goaltender. That's for sure. I, I think that can definitely happen. Uh, Schrader in the comments here says Pittsburgh might be in a fire sale. What about Latang, Malkin, or Crosby? Uh, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't, I, uh, I don't think Crosby will ever leave Pittsburgh. I think he'll just retire Pittsburgh. See, I don't know. I mean, I think you're at a. I think if you're Pittsburgh, you're at a point now where it's like you want, you want, you want to give Sid another chance to go win, to go win another cup before maybe, he retires. Maybe, but they certainly wouldn't send him to Columbus. No, 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 no. Not Columbus. Malkin is the guy that's most obviously up there for a trade. But I mean, I've watched Malkin for years, and the decline is real. With same with thing with Latang, you know, and the same decline is real. Yeah. So like, these are not the players I'm looking for. As great as they've been in their entire career, these are not the players. When, when I'm talking about trading the number three pick, it's not these. I'm not here for a guy that's going to be here one or two years on an, like, hey, this is my retirement tour. Yeah. You don't give up your number three pick for that. I'm talking about, like you said, a number one goaltender or a, a playmaker somewhere. A, a, you yeah. know, like just hunt for the bad teams that have good playmakers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, like I a like so. a like a Jack Eichel situation out of Buffalo. Like, is there a team that's got like a killer playmaker like they did that are willing to give him up for a good pick? Yeah, because the Blue Jackets could certainly benefit from that. Yeah, because I'll take at yeah. some point Toronto's got to go into fire sale mode, don't they? <laughs> well, I don't what do know. They want for Austin Matthews. Yeah, and that's well. Yeah, and that because that's the thing is Toronto was just in absolute cap hell for the next three, four years. They really yeah. are. We'll take uh, Austin I, Matthews off your hands. And, yeah, sure. uh, here's the number three pick. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. We've got the cap space. Yeah. No, I think I think I think it's I think it's important for the Jackets to look into goaltending and defense. But I mean. If you can make a trade like that, great. But, I mean, if this team can stay healthy, I don't think that they are in a bad spot right now roster-wise. 
But like, you know, we talked about it with Dave Metzold, 528 man games missed this year. That's that's insane. That's absolutely insane. That's like two lines being injured for yeah. like almost the entire season. But listen, going back to the lottery last night, what you said, I couldn't agree with more. These two leagues that do draft lotteries, the NBA and the NHL, all that shit should be done in front of a live audience on TV. Yeah. The lottery itself should be done in front of a live audience on TV because otherwise, again, I said it last night on our Instagram live. If you asked me to put money down on who was going to win the lottery, I'd have put every dollar on Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, who wins a lot again, it, this isn't about Columbus to me. This isn't about Columbus to me. It's not about the jackets. It's not about the fact that I love Columbus and the jackets or whatever. It's about they, there was an opportunity to get the best player in this draft to the Chicago Blackhawks and they did it. Right. Right. And that is very fish. I don't, if it would have been Anaheim, I wouldn't have been mad. Right. If Anaheim would have won the draft, they had the best odds to win the draft. And okay. That would have been an insane roster move too, but they, but they went ahead and made sure that the best player in this draft went to the Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. I, I do not, you will not convince me that that wasn't just done by the NHL. You yeah. won't convince me. And you know, what sucks. About, I mean, I, I, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't suck, I guess, but you know, it's <laughs> roster wise. Th- that team's not going to be good for another four or five years. Anyway, right. they are, they are just as much in hell too. I mean, Bedard's going to obviously add some flash and excitement, but my God, that that team is going to be just still just got awful for the next few years. Yep. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Listen, uh, I think we're going to call it Chad. I mean, we could go into the guardians for a minute, but who the fuck wants to listen about that right now? It's it's May 9th. The guardians yeah. are a 500 yeah. meddling baseball team. They're going to try to got the, to get a goddamn series win. Thank God. The they're in the time, central. Thank God. The they're in the since, central. For the first time since my grandmother was a child, they're going to try to get a series win. Uh, uh, against the Tigers tomorrow, which the Tigers have owned them so far this year. So they got to win tonight. But again, this Guardians team, if they don't if they don't give up one or fewer runs, they don't win because they only score two runs a game. Right. The offense has been miserable. I just don't want I don't want to. I don't want to. We'll go get into so it. Let's just call it. Let's just call it. We'll get into it. Call it. Yeah. Before you get really mad. I'm, can you tell I'm working my way there? I'm yeah, you are. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do you it. Are. So listen. Again, our apologies to you guys. Uh, if you're listening later, if you're watching on demand, and for those of you that are still hanging out with us here tonight, uh, huge apologies. I know we advertised a DD Kinkabala on with us. Uh, again, she wrote me an email at what, like eight fifteen, that said, yeah. "I got a kid that's throwing up." I got the if, same one. If yeah, if I can, if I can get the kid to sleep. Uh, and make it in time for the show. I'll be there. Otherwise, I owe you guys. I'll be back on with you. So we'll get Aditi back on. She's wonderful. Uh, and you can't fault somebody for just being a good mom and taking care of her kids. So. Aditi, Aditi, if you're watching this, and I know you are, obviously, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you owe us a big scoop next week, okay? You owe us a scoop. big scoop. <laughs> so we're going to try to get Aditi back on ASAP with us uh, just to hang out and have a good time. Sorry that she couldn't make it on with us, but uh, – Again, mom duties call, and uh, we're both parents. So I was excited to show her Jimmy Beefstick too. It sucks. <laughs> well, you're gonna <laughs> maybe he'll be maybe he'll be living with you when she. That comes sounded kind of dirty. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's <laughs> <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops, <laughs> whoopsie. 
I've had two bourbon smashes. Forgive me. Just, the dude has two bourbon smashes, and he's showing Jimmy Beefstick to everybody. <laughs> just Jimmy Beefstick all around the neighborhood. Uh, we'll have a Didi on. Uh, again, she's a friend of the show. Uh, really, really great person, so we'll have her on. Sorry we, it didn't work out tonight, and sorry we advertised it, and it didn't work out, but we'll get it figured out. Uh, otherwise, the last thing we're going to do before we get out of here is uh, our last segment of the show. It is our three cheers of the week. Again, Joey not here tonight either because he's got the poop poops. Uh, but let's do our three cheers of the week. Yeah. Chad, you go first. You go first. Okay. Well, I don't know if we're going to have the same one or not, All right. but it's an obvious one to me. Okay. Uh, my cheer of the week, uh, Nick Gilbert. Oh uh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, did you have a different one? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really have one. So I got to uh, think yeah. of one. Why you take well, this? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's just do a little tribute to Nick Gilbert, man. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough to go to, uh, man, I don't know what year this was. This might have been 2015, 2016. My wife mm-hmm. and I were fortunate enough to go to uh, Dan Gilbert's fundraiser that he does uh, in Detroit for uh, Nick Gilbert's condition that he was born with. Um, and it was a great time uh, up in Detroit. It was a class experience. Uh, the Cavs showed up to it uh they had djs and dancing and it was it was just a really good time you got to you got to hang out with dan gilbert a little bit i got to uh i got to meet dan gilbert and talk to him just a a very nice guy uh with a was dealt uh just a really difficult hand with nick and his condition and um uh i think we all kind of knew nick's condition had worsened this season for the cavaliers as you never saw nick all season long and they were doing the bow tie tributes all season long. Uh, uh, Nick passed away this week. Um, and I got to tell you, man, it, it, it makes me sad. It makes me a little emotional. I don't know Nick Gilbert. I didn't, I didn't know the kid, but he's 26 year old years old. Um, dealt an impossible hand at life. You, you were born with a death sentence. And Nick Gilbert made a lot of people smile and he, and he, and he affected the people of an entire city year after year after year. And so I don't care what you think about the Cavs or Dan Gilbert or whatever, Nick Gilbert, man, um, did a lot of positive things in the city of Cleveland. Uh, and, and he was kind of the face of Cleveland for a couple nights when they sent him out to do the, uh, the NBA uh, uh, draft lotteries and uh, it's really, really, it's heartbreaking. Uh, Nick Gilbert lost his life to his condition, uh, and we're not going to see him out there anymore. And, uh, man, the city of Cleveland, I, for me, I'm grateful that Nick was out there representing the city of Cleveland. I'm grateful um, that we got a chance to know Nick Gilbert a little bit just through media and the way we got to know him and uh, really devastated that the Gilbert family has to mourn the loss of their 26-year-old son. So my cheer goes out to Nick Gilbert uh, and, and, and to his life. And it was short, it was bright. Uh, and, and I'm grateful that, that, uh, I feel like I got to experience a little bit of it. So shout out to Nick Gilbert, cheers to him and, and rest in peace to him. That's my cheer. I don't know how you're going to top that Chad. <laughs> oh man. Uh, cheers to the people who don't pee on toilet seats. <laughs> no, <laughs> um i i mean i know i'm gonna fuck this story up uh but um 
God damn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I mean, so I had to make stupid. a joke. I, I had to. So, I had to you're so stupid. You're what? so yeah. stupid. Yeah, of course I am. But I, I mean, obviously, how was I going to top that? Are you kidding me? <sighs> um, My uh, cheers is <laughs> cheers goes to uh, Cody's wish. Uh, Cody's wish, Cody Gorman. Yeah. That was, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Talk about a tearjerker. Okay. All I do is cry, Chad. All I do is cry. All I do is cry, cry, cry. No matter <laughs> what. You don't know anybody that cries more than me. I swear to God. All I do is fucking cry. Uh, this let's... Cody's wish thing, man. Just, yeah. That was crazy. I mean, if, if you haven't seen uh, the story, if you haven't seen the, the story, we'll look it up. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I, again, I, I don't, I'm going to paraphrase the story because yes. I just don't, I don't want to fuck it up. But this, this uh, Cody Gorman is this, this kid from Kentucky. Um, basically, had a condition where he he can't speak. He doesn't have any use of his legs. Um, I mean, he basically. I don't even know how it works, but he has to like basically like like kind of like moan into a. It, it, I think it's like an iPad that's hooked up to his like like sensors to his brain, and it speaks out what he's thinking. Uh, and you know it, he wasn't supposed to live past two years old. You know now here he is, seventeen years old, and his relationship with this cult named Cody's Wish was just so special. I mean, they took him to a, a barn one day, and this horse basically kind of chose this family. I mean, he this horse walked up to this Cody, and he's in a wheelchair. And just kind of put his head in his lap. And, you know, it, you know, since that day, years went by, years went by, and, and, and Cody's health was deteriorating. So they decided to take him back to this barn to, for, to, to, to show this horse, to, to, to take him back to this horse to see if anything happened. And they, they didn't think that this horse would remember this kid. This horse went up to him and did the same thing, just put his head into Cody's lap. And, you know, they decided to start to, you know, to, oh, to buy this horse and this horse started racing and this horse uh, was trying to qualify basically for the Kentucky Derby for the church, the racing at Churchill down something. And, and I, I don't know, you just go watch the story, man. Like, <laughs> like this, 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 you listen between the horse racing and the commentary, like when, when he was pulling around that turn, they show the highlights of this race where this, where this horse, where Cody's wish is the name of the horse uh, qualified to race at Churchill Downs. And the, the announcer being like, that one's for you, Cody, when, the, when he won. And I know I'm fuck again, I'm fucking up this story, but Cody's wish the story, go check it out. It's, it was like, I was, I was bawling my eyes out at this thing. And Unreal. I, I've, I've never been a crier. I think it's because like, it's like, like you might, I think it's because I have kids now and it just, it just hit me. It just hit oh. me, man. And it was just go check it out. It's, it's an amazing story, but my cheers goes to Cody's wish the well, horse like and that. the Gorman family. And shout out to the Kentucky Derby. Cause that's always a great time watching the Derby. Is uh, it? Oh yeah, man. I, I gotta Is tell it? you, uh, it's the, my son got really into it. Patty got real into it. And my daughter, my two-year-old, was loving it. You couldn't; she couldn't pull her eyes away from it. Oh, it was a great yeah. time. The four of us watched it together. It was great. So, did they see the seven time. horses? It was Jesus. <laughs> I mean, take I mean, it easy. <laughs> take it the hell easy. All right, that's gonna do it for episode. What? What is this? One sixty-four. Oh we? hell, I don't know. <laughs> take over, Monty. I'm in the I'm bag. In the bag. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 164. Uh, again, uh, the last thing we do are our thank yous. Uh, 
I'm going to thank Aditi. I know Aditi couldn't be with us, but she's going to come with us, uh, come on with us uh, in the near future. Uh, and we hope her kid feels better. Uh, so uh, again, shout out to all you guys that hung out with us. I know you wanted to see Aditi on the show and she wasn't here, but uh, we will have Aditi on in the near future. She, uh, she told us uh, that we'll get it rescheduled. So we certainly will. Uh, so thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, shout out to Joe. Uh, I know Joey couldn't be here, a little medical procedure tomorrow. So shout out to Joe. Uh, hopefully the poops are feeling better uh, in the near future. Shout out to the OBR uh, here on the OBR streaming network. A couple schedule changes. Again, Monday night still got unscripted. Tuesday night, it's up. Now it's like a it's blockbuster must-see TV on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, we got uh, uh, All Eyes on Cleveland at 7 o'clock. We got Garage Beers on 9 o'clock. Every other week, it's going to be OBR Weekly with Barry and Fred in the offseason. And we'll see what we do on Thursday. Thursday, we're just going to save for like kind of special shows. So, uh, But tune into the OBR. Everything good going on for the Browns and Browns coverage is happening on the OBR. Uh, and again, our biggest thank you goes out to all of you. Those of you that joined us in the comments tonight, the comments were lively tonight. We love you guys for being a part of the show, especially tonight. You guys really helped us kind of run the show. You guys were big time for us tonight. Don't think that we don't appreciate it. We love the fact that you were, uh, you were everything that you guys were in the comments. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for supporting us. And thank you for, uh, if you're not watching us live or watching us on demand, thank you for listening to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Episode, episode 164 in the books. We will catch you next week. Same time, episode 165. Until then, we love you guys. We'll see you then. Cheers, everybody. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com